Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. And the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy, and we're gonna discuss the practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. That's right, that's what we're all about, making food taste great. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the eating experience. What is it and what's involved? So, Chef Ryan, can you explain to me how I'm eating food and what the, what, what do I really need to know what the eating experience is? is? I, I mean, I, I grab food and I put it in my mouth and eat it, right? You put Cheetos in the hole and all, everything's done, right? <laughs> is, is it that easy or is it more complicated than that? Unfortunately, the tasting experience and the eating experience is a lot more complicated than just putting Cheetos in your face. Uh, a lot of us, Dang. though, that's all we think it is, right? You take the <laughs> right. Cheeto, you put it in the hole, you chew, you repeat, right? So the tasting experience or the eating ex experience really is all encompassing. It encompasses six different aspects of you as a person, right? You, you think the big one, which is taste, this tastes good, it tastes nice, I like the way that this tastes. Well, there, there's actually six total pieces. There's your sense of taste, sense of touch, sense of smell, sight, sound, and then of course the last one, which is memory and association. And so that's a big list of things and I'm gonna kind of break them down into what they're all for, and what they're all used for. Okay. So you don't just taste food in your mouth, right? You, you don't, you experience it with so much of the rest of your body. You, you taste the food with your tongue. You feel the texture of, of, these, uh, of the food in your mouth, on your lips, in your hands. You smell the aromas of the cooked food from a distance. You see the food before you eat it. You hear the sound of food cooking, and then you remember what it tasted like, what it smelled like, and how it made you feel, and that's memory and association. And we'll dive into these a little bit more. So, Let's start with taste. Let's start with taste, right? So the first thing we think about, it's the easiest one, right? This tastes good. You take a bite, you cut a piece of steak, you put it in your mouth, you chew, and what happens, right? All of these flavor receptors inside of your mouth, they light up with pleasure and they send it into your brain. You go, mmm, that's delicious, right? So there's actually only five flavors that you taste inside of your mouth. They are salty, savory, spicy, sour, and sweet. And those are the five basic flavors. In our next episode, we'll talk a lot about that. We'll break these we'll down. We'll go in depth. Exactly. But there's only actually those five flavors that you taste. Everything else is a byproduct of the rest of the eating experience. You just got salty, savory, spicy, sour, and sweet. Okay? So that's taste. That's your sense of taste. It only is activated when food physically touches the taste receptors, right? It's the ending reward. You put it in your mouth after this entire production of ordering it off the menu, choosing the thing that looks the best, smelling it cooking from a distance, and so on and so forth. And then you finally put it in your mouth and that's your reward. So your next sense that comes into play when you're eating is your sense of touch, right? We're kind of working from the center outwards. So your sense of touch comes into play with textures, right? You put your... <laughs> <laughs> I love right. crunchy. You do love crunchy. And crunchy is a texture. Soft and soupy is a texture. Soft is a texture. Watery is a texture. There's lots of different textures and texture words. and Tender. Tender, right? Um, try not to tell my bad tender joke, so I won't, I won't say that. <laughs> but your sense of touch comes into play really when you touch your food with your hands. You, it's, it's also called your kinesthetic sense. Literally... Your skin physically touches the object and it gives you the perception, 
that you're touching something. Is it hard? Is it soft? Is it abrasive? Is it velvety? There's all kinds of different texture words and touch ideas. Right. And these involve a lot of in your mouth, um, your lips, your gums, your tongue. And these give you the sense of what's going on inside your mouth. And varying your textures, you know, whether it's crunchy or soft or so on and so forth, they can give you this different feelings. Like crunchy textures tend to give you these fun, exciting flavors, fun, exciting textures. And they also tell you that this is this is fresh, like for example, uncooked vegetables, you know, you got carrots to chew them. Oh, you know it's fresh because oh, it's crunchy. Like, like a salad. Like a salad, exactly. And so that's your sense of touch. It really comes into play in the eating experience by just telling you what what it feels like in your mouth, okay? So then there's your sense of smell, and your sense of smell is actually your strongest sense. Um, it's your superpower, as I say, yeah. I want bacon. Every time <laughs> I smell bacon, I'm like, give me bacon. That's exactly right. So your sense of smell, um, evolutionary biologists argue that your sense of smell is actually the first sense that developed in evolution to give you the ability to detect things from a distance, right? Everything has a smell, you know, uh, we're... We're, we've got a piece of pork in the, in the slow cooker right now. We're breaking it down into, to make pulled pork and I can smell all the smoky hickory coming off of it. But it's the same way when I drive by a breakfast restaurant in the morning, you smell that bacon coming out through the hood up through the thing and you smell bacon. You're like, you're like the dog on the course, like bacon, right? And it doesn't matter if you have been a vegan your entire life. The smell of bacon is primal. It is smoke. It is fat. It is cooked meat. It's primordial, it is in there, it's that hunter-gatherer instinct to go and grab that thing, right? And just shove it in your mouth. It just overwhelms your senses. Well, your sense of smell is so powerful that it can tell you if you're hungry. It's making you hungry now just talking about I it. I am talking about it, I'm thinking bacon. about it, right? <laughs> Think about the bacon I'm already drooling, right? Your sense of smell is so powerful, it can overwhelm your logic, your senses, all other emotions. It, you can tr smell over one trillion unique scents, which is a huge deal. And it's one of the things that we use, and we'll talk about in a later episode, to build your appetite from a distance. And if, it, if something smells bad though, inversely, your sense of smell can diminish your appetite, right? I always say your sense of taste is your reward. That's the end of your hard work. Well, your sense of smell is the first thing that you should build and cook with and use to build an appetite from a distance because if someone's not hungry, but all of a sudden they smell a barbecue restaurant or they smell bacon, all of a sudden you're hungry all over again and you're ready to go dig into that. So that's your sense of smell in a nutshell. So your fourth sense is your sense of sight. And I cannot overstress how important your sense of sight is for a human being. Uh, we make almost all of our decisions based on sense of sight. You know, like how many dollars do I see in my bank account? <laughs> you know, like that determines if I feel good or bad about myself that day, you know? Do I drive a car that looks bland? Do I drive one that's exciting? You know, what kind of clothes do I wear? Do these jeans make me look fat, right? <laughs> Not am I fat, do these jeans make me look, look fat? fat. <laughs> You know, like we just got finished pretty much renovating our home, right, Jess? You know, we right. we changed the color palette and the and the countertops because they made us feel a certain way. You go to McDonald's, you see on the on their digital boards, on their digital signage, the slowly pouring cup of coffee, the sizzling mm. egg, the crackling bacon, the 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 simmering, you know, uh, beef patty on the grill cooking with the steam coming off it. You can't taste it, you may not be able to smell it, but you know that by looking at it, it looks good. 
You know, guys look at girls and they say, oh, she's so hot. She could be the worst person on earth. You don't know, she could be a horrible human being. But if she looks hot, she's got an A plus from a guy, right? And girls do the same thing. They look at Vin Diesel and they go, man, that guy looks beefy, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's true, right? We look at statues, we have art, we have colors of carpet. If we were all blind, we were all a race of mole people, we wouldn't have this much emphasis on our sense of sight. But our sense of sight is also our second sense that can build an appetite from a distance. We have our sense of smell, which tells us, hey, there's something good cooking. And then when we come down and we look at something, you know, like brightly colored things like caprese salad or, or you know, like a summer salad or, or, or a pot roast with a bunch of different colored veggies in it, you see it and it looks appetizing. And that look and that smell reinforces that hunger and it gives us this excitement. Wow, that looks good. I'm hungry now. Exactly. Yeah. No, there you go. You're getting it. I could eat a slice of that pizza. Woo, buddy. <laughs> you know, and, you know, so we'll, we'll dig, dig into your sense of sight a little bit more and a little bit later, you know, in a different episode. So that brings us on to your fifth sense, which is your sense of sound. And most people go, well, how the heck does your sense of sound? Yeah, that's kind of a weird one. So you do hear your food. You hear it sizzling. You hear it does cracking. Does it talk to me in my sleep? <laughs> I always summarize it with three words, snap, crackle, pop, right? We have our Rice Krispies. They talk to you, right? They snap, they crackle, and they yeah. pop. As the water, as the air escapes into the milk, as it becomes soggy, it snap, crackles, and pops, right? So your sense of sound can tell you what the what's going on with the food, right? Well, it can also tell you what the temperature it's cooking at, how you're cooking. It also helps you set your expectations, right? For example... If you go to an Italian restaurant, you expect to hear what kind of music, Jesse? Italian, right? You go to a Mexican restaurant, what kind? <laughs> right, there's no real soundtrack for a, a Canadian restaurant, you know? <laughs> right, right. I, I get it, themed. Themed, right? Themed, These themes. themes. But if you go you. to a Japanese restaurant and they're playing mariachi music... You're going to be confused. You're going to be very confused. I'm, I'm going to be like, is this Mexican-Japanese food? Like, it's what's fusion, going on here? Right? Fusion. <laughs> fusion. It only works for Latin jazz. <laughs> So this sense of sound helps you to set your expectations and build your expectation for what you're going to eat, right? And that's your sense of sound. And the last one is your memory and association. So your memory and association really comes into play. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode of it gives you a expectation to set historically based on previous experience, which is a fancy way of saying a fancy, big, big, long-winded way of saying, I've eaten it before, I know what it tastes like. <laughs> well, this comes into play, especially with cancer patients, when we're dealing with chemotherapy of, we call it misaligned expectations. Right. I bite into a cheeseburger, it tastes like ice cream, what the heck is going on here? Now, I it bet doesn't, that can be kind of confusing. Right. It doesn't actually taste like ice cream. It tastes like what you remember ice cream tastes like. One of the things that happens during chemotherapy is it changes the way that you taste and smell and see and perceive and feel all these things. It's like if you... Like a Mr. Potato Head. If you put your eyes where the mouth is and the mouth where the eyes are and the ears where the nose is, you're, you're, every, that guy, it'd be all confused, He's messed right? up. He's messed up. <laughs> it's the same thing that happens with chemotherapy. These, you know, this, this, these drugs go into your system and they change everything, you know? And so what used to be salty to you could be sweet and what used to be sweet could be salty and so on and so forth. And your memory and association comes into play by setting the expectation of what you know 
it should taste like based on historical evidence, but the misalignment comes when you bite into a salad and it tastes like metal, okay? It shouldn't taste like licking a battery, okay? Memory and association sets you up for cravings. It sets you up for expectations. It's how you remember everything. It's also the strongest sense tied to memory and association is actually your sense of smell. We'll do an exercise with that on our smell uh, episode. But that's your memory and association. It sets the expectations for what you should expect from the eating experience. And those are your five senses. And your five senses, again, are taste, touch, smell, sight, sound, and of course, memory and association. Well, I did not think all of that was involved in the eating experience. You just think, you know, you put food in your mouth and you're eating it. Right. But there's so much more that you don't realize every day, every time you eat. Right. That you're experiencing food on all these levels subconsciously that are affecting whether you like it or not. Um, it's almost like you, because you've been eating for so long in your life, it right. it's such an integral part of who you are. It's like breathing. You don't think about how important air is until you go up to 10,000 feet and you don't have any oxygen. Exactly. And you go back down to sea level and you go, oh, oxygen's amazing. I but can breathe. Food's the same way. You don't think about the eating experience. You don't think, it's a whole, they use the word holistic is is true. It's your whole body in one as a concert. It's all together. It's not the violins. It's not the timpani. It's not the viola. Individually, it's all of these pieces of the symphony happening all together. And that's what food is. That's why you go to a restaurant and you might have a plate that's $30, you know, like a $30 steak versus a $20 steak. If it's the same steak, what is the difference? Well, the difference is the presentation, the sense of sight, right? The way that they display it to you, the, the niceness of the environment that you're sitting in. And these, these pieces of your, you know, your, your sensory perceptions, your, your, your experiences, right? This is really who we are, our experiences, we're some of these. But these experiences dictate so much to us that we really take it for granted that we forget Right. You know, how important and how much of this is until you don't have it anymore. And it's and it's interesting because a lot of people are texture adverse to certain foods mm -hmm. when, when they like the taste, they like the sight, they like the smell, but they put it in their mouth like mushrooms. Right. My brother. And it's, yeah, your brother. He he likes the taste of mushrooms. Loves it. Doesn't mind the sight of them or the smell, but when he puts it in his mouth, he's like, ew, it's it's slimy, right? you know? So it's just interesting because we don't always think about those things. You don't. And until something goes wrong, you don't think about it at all. And so it's like I say, it's, it's such a basic part of the human experience that we never really sit down and think about what is it. And that's what we're going to dig into in the next couple of episodes is really the eating experience in each one of these parts and why you need to know this information when you're cooking for people who are going through chemotherapy, and whether that's yourself or whether you're a caregiver or whether you're just a friend or a supporter or uh, you know an oncology nurse trying to help people, you need to know this stuff because it's essential, you know. And that's what we're going to dig into next. All right, so let's wrap up this episode so we can get into the other ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we normally take an um, an audience email or question. Um, this one actually came in a cooking for chemo class that mm -hmm. you did. That's correct. And so basically in a recent class, you had a woman ask you why she didn't like the taste of certain foods. Mm -hmm. And... And so let me talk about that. Okay. So she... Uh, 
So we were at the class and we were eating uh, this bowl of chili. I always make what we call Chef Ryan's regionally famous chili. It's on my website. It's people in really my book. like it. it I hate the, chili, but people I, love it. <laughs> it's, it is, and I'll be honest, it's not even my recipe. It's my tweaked recipe of my grandfather's recipe, and it is great. It's a great recipe. It's people clean love tasting, it. and people love it. I'm totally endorsing my own recipe here. <laughs> But we were eating it and she didn't understand why food tasted bad to her. Went through the whole class, we did the whole thing and I just sat down with her and I had her pinch her nose. And what, long story short, what she had gotten confused was her sense of smell is different from her sense of taste. Okay. So what I had her do was pinch her nose and bite the chili. Eat the chili, chew it, move it around her mouth and decide, did she like this or not? So she loved it. In her mouth, all the flavors were warm, they were savory, they were sweet, they were balanced. She loved every part of it. But when she unpinched her nose, there was a smell in there that she didn't like. So I went and sat down with her with all the different spices and herbs that I'd used and all the different pieces that I could find and let her smell everything. When we got to the cumin, that is where she went, ah, that's disgusting, right? And that sense of smell is so overwhelming that what would the solution, if you were thinking critically, how could I get, if this person likes the taste of it but not the smell of it, what do I need to do to make this taste correct to her? Well, if she liked the sight, the taste, the texture of it, then it would be the smell, then I would just remove the cumin. And that's it, that's all she had to do, was remove the cumin and wow. now the dish is delicious. It seems so, sim keep it simple, stupid. It like is, <laughs> it, it, and, and that's cooking for chemo in a nutshell. It's keep it simple, stupid, it's, it's simple solutions for complicated questions. But they really are simple things like it's that. So for simple. example, you just for example, she doesn't like cumin, omit the cumin. But she didn't know she didn't but like she cumin. But she didn't know it. And that's, that's why I thing. always talk about the smell game. We'll talk about that in the smell episode. Um, but that's the solution to that problem. So taste and smell are different things. And the way you can differentiate between the two is very simple. You just pinch your nose. That's it. That's why food tastes different whenever whenever you have a stuffy nose. It tastes different because you're not actually experiencing smell. Smell is the more complicated sense, taste is the much more simple sense, and it's much easier to determine what you like and don't like. Well, on that aha moment, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, which is cookingforchemo.org, along with our award-winning book, Cooking for Chemo and After. And I am the producer, Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>